Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Oh, that's right. Happy Thursday afternoon. It's January 4th, 2024, 1424, and we've got a lot to get into. Tonight is the Golden Bachelor wedding. We're calling it the Golden Shower of all wedding showers. We're going to be showering them with love tonight, and we'll have a preview for that wedding. 7 p.m. East Coast. I'll be going live on the YouTube channel. That's 4 p.m. Pacific time for one hour to, I don't know, share in the love. They said everyone's invited, so all all of y'all are invited to the YouTube channel to share in the love before tonight's two-hour epic ceremony for Golden Bachelor. We've got attendees, Trisha and Ryan, uh, Caitlin Bristow will be there. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was Zach Clark. We'll have to see if she's got a plus one. No one invited me to the dang thing. I kind of feel like I should have been there after we defended Gary from the erroneous Hollywood Reporter articles. No one wanted to invite your boy, Dave Neal, power litigator over here. Oh, good grace. No respect in the industry. All right, that's okay. No respect for podcasters, uh, even even if they were featured in Time Magazine. No big deal. Uh, so I've got a few stories for you. I've got a Vanderpump Rules story. I've got some non-Bachelor entertainment news, and I've got Caitlin Bristow, Tasha Adams, and more speaking over this wild drama, and some Clayton Eckert updates. I released two videos on today's YouTube, totaling about an hour's worth of time, and that was me reading some of the court documents. I read a text message for you last night, or excuse me, this morning on the podcast, and I also shared the uh, wild email from Clayton's lawyer, which could have been the catalyst for Janeth Doeth's lawyer to withdraw that case. Absolute wild stuff. Um, I'm going to share a little bit more of that today. But first, let's go to the trailer for tonight's Golden Bachelor. Have a listen. Will you marry me? Yes! <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna pass that up. Life is short, especially at this age. You have to seize the opportunity. It's the first day of the rest of my life. The Golden Bachelor tonight at 8 o'clock, 7 central on ABC, next day on Hulu. Boy, all of these weddings we're watching, I don't even have time to make dinner. Luckily, who needs it when you've got Factor? Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning. Are you so stressed out from seeing the Clayton Eckert paternity scandal? Does Kaylin Bristow have you so stressed out over her photo canoodling with Zach Clark was revealed on New Year's Day. Well, with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, uh, plus more 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your new year. Are you starving from all of the jaw-dropping content you've been consuming on my channel? Well, skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. All right, Here's the call to action. You can head to factormeals.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off 
That's code RUSHHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash RUSHHOUR50 to get 50% off. And boy, you know what else is making me starving out there? All of the drama coming from uh, the different stories that are out. We've got Adam Gottschalk. Remember him? He's married to Raven. He defended Brian Abasolo. We covered that story yesterday regarding the Rachel Lindsay surprise divorce uh, Brian Abasolo fi- filed these papers, assuming she's surprised. Well, Adam's comments have since been deleted, but that was him sort of defending Brian. And then we actually got comments also from Tasha. Now, would Tasha ever comment anything of substance? No, probably not. Why not? Well, that's just not what she does on her channel. She's not really a big time commenter. What she did do today just recently, like an hour ago, is post a bikini selfie at the beach. And the edited title of her post said, did someone say something? And of course, that has to be in response to all of the drama caused by the photo of Zach Clark and Caitlin Bristow. Now, a lot of people have argued, and I'll say this again, you know, because I've got a little bit of some insider information on this one, folks. But people have argued, oh, Tasha and Caitlin are best friends. She violated girl code. I'm here to tell you that is not the case. That uh, from what I have heard from sources that be is that Tasha never liked Caitlin. And why should Caitlin sort of, you know, care what Tasha thinks when Tasha broke up with Zach? A long time ago, you know? I mean, look, yeah, sure. Zach and Tasha were, what, engaged for weeks, maybe months, but they've been broken up for a few years. It's like, bye. Either way, Caitlin, in her conversation on her podcast today, didn't spill anything about Zach, but boy, did she spill something about her ex, Jason Tartik. I tell you what, it's going to be a few minutes long, so I'll play it for you. But first, let's uh, let's uh, pay some bills here and have a little word from our sponsor. And I'll tell you who's paying their bills. Caitlin Bristow is from all of the tea generated by uh, her podcast. This is what she had to say, speaking to her friend Bailey Stanworth regarding feeling disappointed that Jason Tartik is playing the victim in all of this. Have a listen. I personally thought Jason and I were in such a good space. Like he came over the other day and I gave him a house tour. Well, I mean, I've been around you two like in the behind the scenes for months. It seems very amicable. It seems very mature. Like you through other breakups. Oh, I couldn't do what I do with Jason. I, I, I have found myself to be like, I want to invite him in. I want to show him the new house. He was like, I would love to see the house. I, we speak kindly about each other. We, we're, we had the best time at Chris Harrison's wedding. So I think I get really confused. Like, it's just, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm going to try and not get emotional because <laughs> I cried all day yesterday. But it's really disappointing to me the way that Jason's kind of leaning into the victim mentality because I don't want to dismiss that he's hurting. Yeah. So what's hard here in relationships, especially when you break up, is that you're no longer on the same page. You're no longer on the same team. Jason and Caitlin have been traded to different teams. They don't need to protect each other. So I can understand Caitlin feels bad that she sees Jason playing the victim, but it's not really her place to say how he responds. Now, what we might not 
know is maybe Jason dumped Caitlin. I, I, I truthfully don't know. Maybe he dumped Caitlin. So she's like, oh, get out of here. You can't play the victim. You're the one who didn't want to do date what, you know, whatever, plan a wedding with me. What we don't know. We don't know what bitterness might exist. We do know Caitlin was ready to do a courthouse wedding and Jason wanted this big whole thing. And maybe he stalled, you know, we we've talked about the fact that in this community of ours, it's almost easier to hate on Caitlyn than Jason here. And, you know, we should all look in the mirror and wonder why that is. Is it because she's more outspoken? Is it because she tells you how she feels and she's more reactionary, you know, because she's, you know, responding right away? I'm truthfully not sure. It could be that some of you guys just don't like her, which is fine to not like. But as she's about to share with you, it's like, if you don't like something, why do you spend so much time obsessing and talking about it? Just move on. But, you know, that, you know, uh, comment, you know, we made on the YouTube video today is that, you know, uh, your haters pay your bills sometimes. I've had people I've wanted to block from my channel that are haters, but you know what? They're watching my content. They're making me money. So just as long as they're not violating any of my, uh, you know, very loose rules, it's like maybe just let them be. And uh, maybe Caitlin can, you know, can get back to being a creator and just not letting, not letting it mind, not letting it bother her what other people think of her creations. Again, that's easy advice to give, but I totally empathize with Caitlin here. It's got to be so hard to feel mischaracterized. I don't want to dismiss that his feelings are valid and his feelings are hurting, but like I have talked to him so openly and honestly. But also, it does mean you're not hurting too. I am. Like it, aside from all the shit going on social yeah. media. But we have been like so transparent with each other to like have respect for one another. I've known you for eight years and I've known you all the years you were with Jason. And Make it about you. Seen the same things I've seen and you've gone through stuff and you've had the internet bully you before and he sees how that affects you. I've seen how that affects you. So why would you ever want someone to feel that way again? The word disappointment keeps coming up. Like I feel so disappointed that someone could use a false narrative, like a false narrative accusation to garner sympathy for themselves. But you also, and I guess I don't, we just don't know exactly what she's talking about. Is it that Jason unfollowed her? Is it that he said, Oh, January 1st was a tough day. What is it exactly? We don't know for sure. I don't know if she'll address this anymore it's kind of one of those things i don't think this story is going to get any bigger so i think they're just going to move on it will jason decide to respond in some way i truthfully don't know but we know how caitlin feels about it she's disappointed in the way he's leaning into the victim now again what separates you from leaning into a victim versus speaking your truth you know he's entitled to share his thoughts on the matter i don't know where they stand with all of that but either way Super, super messy. Speaking of messy, oral sex, uh, specifically Clayton Eckert's paternity <laughs> case. Oh, I swallow that pun. Okay, uh, we've got, um, by the way, our sponsor this week is uh, a throat lozenge company. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we just throat jokes nonstop. All right, uh, throttle this one down. Clayton Eckert's paternity scandal is absolutely wild. It's reached a fever pitch. His side filed a motion. I shared the two videos on YouTube, so I'll just very briefly discuss it here. His side filed a motion to stop the dismissal of this court case that he has. Uh, of course, Jane Doe's side says she's no longer pregnant, so this court case should go away. We should dismiss it. And then essentially in the 59-page document, uh, Clayton's side says it was started, this case was started with the assumption that Jane Doe was pregnant. 
Therefore, we need to continue this case. If she's no longer pregnant post 24 weeks, uh, we need to, you know, uh, uh, you know, get her medical records to find out, did she have an abortion? Did she lose the babies? What the hell? Maybe she delivered them. She said she's no longer pregnant. She never said if they were delivered or not. In the court documents, which I'm going to paraphrase for you now, it's way, way too long to read, especially for those that already read it all. In the court documents, Jane Doe uh, shared a wild, wild email. In this email, it was essentially from Jane Doe's mom, who we're calling Mammoth Doe. She emailed Clayton and said basically this. Uh, she said, Clayton, uh, we think that she might be uh, suicidal and, and she won't respond to our messages. You have to be the one to message her. That was essentially what was said. And then she shared in that email an email from Jane Doe to her mom, which basically... Uh, highlighted all the reasons she feels like she's trying to contact Clayton and he should, he, you know, you know, maybe if he gave her a chance, he'd realize that she's not half bad and they could, uh, you know, live together. The most interesting part, and I'm going to say this right now, the most interesting part of this response that Clayton made, again, it's a response slash objection to petitioner, that's Jane Doe's motion to dismiss petition to establish paternity. The most interesting part of this is, and I'm, I'm just going to share it with you right now, a part of the email that was shared. It was, again, written, I guess we're supposed to believe out of um, confidentiality that Jane Doe was emailing her mom, but the more you read this, the more it feels like Jane Doe wrote this with the intention of Clayton getting it. This is where it becomes very, very bizarre. So she mentions in the second paragraph, uh, she says, I have, I have asked Clayton to explore things with me for a week or two so many times that the phrase has become cliche. It embarrassed me to ask him from day one, but it didn't feel right to never, ever to never even give things a try considering the situation we found ourselves in. He doesn't know me well enough to know that I didn't seek him out and that he isn't a standout compared to my exes. Okay, here's where it gets crazy. Oh, you didn't think that was crazy? Here's where it gets crazy. We're meant to believe that this is a private email sent from Jane Doe to her mom and then the mom relays it to Clayton because at the very end of this email, she says, I have called her several times and checked her house, but she's not there. My texts are getting delivered, but she isn't responding to me or her sister. I even called the police who said you need to wait a much longer time before filing a missing persons report. Can you please text Jane Doe? I think you would be the only one who would get her to answer if she is reachable and we are panicking. Regardless, please email me to let me know you received this. Thank you, Jane Doe's mom. So we're led to believe that Jane Doe's mom is begging Clayton to message Jane Doe because she's, I guess, uh, in a position in her life where she's suicidal. Now, you have to remember, I'm being sued by this same person. Okay, This person is suing me for harassment. This person also emailed me and also Greg Gillespie, the other guy, uh, we've all, we've basically all have been under investigation by the FBI. According to her, she has, we have confirmed she has called the FBI and filed complaints against me against someone whose name or face I've never shared. Right. Uh, and that's all important to know because she's using the same playbook every single time. So when she emailed me, she basically said, what you're doing is so damaging to me that the blood will be on your hands, her words, not mine, if I kill myself. She said the blood will be on your hands. Now, what we have here is 
the same type of email where it's being said, well, she's suicidal. You should get back to her. You're probably the only one who can save her. Now, here's the interesting part I cut us off earlier of what she said. She actually names, Jane Doe does in this email to her mom, she names by first and last name, several high quality men she's dated. Why would she share their last name if it, was, if it wasn't for any other reason than she wanted Clayton to see this? She said, he doesn't know me well enough to know that I didn't seek him out and that he isn't a standout compared to my exes. He's not a billionaire like Garrett, not a famous singer like Dean Lewis, and not an Olympian like Jeremy Bloom. And if I ever told him, he'd never believe that I didn't seek them out, nor that I was the one to end it with each of them. He does. So, and it goes on and on. You can go uh, watch on YouTube. I read all of these emails here. It's absolutely wild. We looked up Jeremy Bloom. Yes, he is the only Olympian to also be drafted by the NFL. He's an Olympic skier. God bless him. Uh, We looked up Dean Lewis. He's a really famous singer right? Very famous. You can hear his music. Dean Lewis. I mean, he sounds like an old timey, you know, like a Rat Pack guy, but no, he's a famous current singer. And Garrett, she doesn't provide his last name. But when you Google billionaire Garrett, you get one guy. And by the way, he's only worth 3.5 billion. Uh, It's like, can you date a billionaire worth over 10, please? No, I'm just kidding. But either way, how wild is this? Is, I mean, is she on her, is she on her suicidal deathbed here? And all they could think to do was email Clayton and try to get him involved? Wild, folks. We are calling this emotional blackmail. It's absolutely insane. It's disturbing. And the email I shared with you on on the morning episode from Clayton's lawyer shows that they are not taking this lightly. We're going to be back again. Take a break. Pick your job off the ground. We'll be back after a quick word from our sponsors. I mean, I got all these other stories I want to get to, but I can't stop fixating over this. Uh, What do you guys think about that email? Do you think these men dated Jane Doe? Maybe they matched. Maybe they matched up on an online dating app. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'd love to find out from them what actually went down. It would just it would just add to whatever credibility she has or doesn't have regarding this real twisted story. I mean, what if I mean some crazy thoughts, but what if they also have been duped by her in other ways? I mean, wouldn't that be nice to know? If you're a famous guy like Dean Lewis, you don't want this stuff to get out public. It just doesn't look good for you. Obviously, Clayton didn't want it to get out, but no, nobody does. It reeks. I'd love to know more about that story. We'll have to see if anything comes out. Of course, you know where to find it. All right, let's do some non-Bachelor news here. Logan Paul buying back $2.3 million in CryptoZoo NFTs. He's suing over a derailed game. Yeah, we've covered this in the past. There's been some exposés about a game he created where it was supposed to be a game. Basically, a lot of people got duped out of a lot of money. And because of fan support and not giving up on the story, it was exposed. And now he's finally doing the right thing, which is giving back the money to a lot of investors and also suing the people that messed the game up. So good to see he's doing the right thing. Oh boy, how do we not cover this story? Jeffrey Epstein's list has come out. Michael Jackson uh, hawking, 
and David Copperfield on the list, but no wrongdoing, they say. Let's see if David Copperfield could make his name disappear off of this list. He's not truly a magician if he wasn't able to make his name get removed from the list. Michael Jackson, David Copperfield, and Stephen Hawking are on Jeffrey Epstein's list of associates. And while there's no evidence any of them had anything to do with the infamous sex offenders crimes, one was allegedly suspicious. David Copperfield was named six times in the documents. By the way, I met him definitely a creepy guy. Just my opinion. No defamation there. My opinion was super creepy. Uh, I had literally clutched my then girlfriend at the time, Tasha, and I was like, don't get sawed in half by that guy. <laughs> we'll never find you. <laughs> the missing woman here. Um, anyway, the, these names were made public, including the deposition of an alleged victim, Johanna Schoberg, who said she and another girl had dinner with the magician at Epstein's home. Very wild. She also, I, I think this um, deposition of this victim will also include Bill Clinton. We'll cover that next. During the dinner, Johanna asked the other young-looking girl w what school she went to. And when she didn't recognize the name of the school as being a college, she said the girl might have been of high school age. Copperfield apparently had a similar feeling, according to the docs. Johanna testified, he questioned me if I was aware that girls were getting paid to find other girls. Copperfield's involvement with Epstein has previously been made public in a 2019 article from the New York Times. Times, which detailed Ghislaine Maxwell's involvement in scouting young girls. Maxwell never accused Copperfield of any wrongdoing. All right, so it's just wild stuff. Uh, theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking was also named in the newly released filing, where it's claimed Epstein told Maxwell she'd offer money to Virginia uh, uh, Virginia Jufre's uh, friends if they'd help prove an allegation that Stephen participated in an underage orgy was false. Uh, the three have been named after a judge ordered documents related to Virginia's civil court, uh, civil suit against Maxwell could be made public. In other documents, uh, let me see if I can find that story right here. Uh, we also have Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, uh, you know, notable uh, names on the list uh, uh, was Bill Clinton. Uh, a victim said that Clinton likes them young. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein told one of his sexual abuse victims, Bill Clinton likes his girls young, according to newly unsealed court documents. The bombshell claim is from a deposition given by Johanna Schoberg. The deposition transcript obtained by TMZ says, Jeffrey told her Clinton likes them young referring to girls. So I don't know how damning that is, but it does not look good for Bill Clinton. Uh, 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 but uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more information coming out from all of that. All right. In other news here, Jeremy Allen White is uh, the new leading man in a Calvin Klein underwear campaign. Uh, he is the star of the show, Chef. It's an amazing show. Here's the problem. The guy's got too many abs. I mentioned this on the Patreon. Um, if you want to nominate me for president of the United States, I will add a, a marginal tax increase to anyone who has more than four abs. So if you have six abs, I feel like you have too much time on your hands and probably should get out. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding, folks. But either way, if you do want to vote for me, I promise you I will not develop abs in the Oval Office. I will develop an oval belly. Uh, but all right, other news. Let's go through it. Naked skiing. Ladies and non-binaries are invited to Colorado Slopes. Just bring your boots. There's a naked event. Uh, boy, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but when I go skiing, I try to keep my genitals covered. I ain't no prude. I just don't like cold balls. Uh, in other news, boy, we're just going to power through it. Tom Zanival is in the news again. PETA rips him for posing with Tiger. We saw that he was in Asia. Uh, I don't know what country he was in in Asia. Uh, let's see if they say. Oh, and he was in Thailand. Uh, and they left a nice email for him. And they said, Dear Tom, 
We saw on your Instagram account that you visited Tiger World Thailand and interacted with tigers there. When popular folks like you pose with wild animals, people are moved to su support pay-to-play animal experiences, for which big cat cubs are torn away from their mothers prematurely and denied their freedom, as well as anything remotely natural and important to them. Many facilities with animals operate under the guise of sanctuaries, but no facility that takes wild animal babies away from their mothers and uses them for public interaction can be considered reputable. And the, it goes on and on. I don't think we have a word from... Uh, Tom Sandoval yet regarding this. Uh, but boy, I tell you what, so much in the news. We, we keep on running out of stories. Whatever we don't get to, I promise we'll try our best to get to it tomorrow morning. But don't forget, we've got an afternoon live stream, 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will be here before the big wedding to talk about the who's who of the wedding. We'll have up-to-date Instagram stories from everybody. So join us today, 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific. I've also got more content. I think we're up to at least four videos today on the YouTube channel. So much going on, so much to cover. Cancel your plans. We appreciate all the support. I'll be back tomorrow morning as always with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.